This is Work on the Beat. It is Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Give me what you- it's our last show before vacation. Uh, well, some of us are going on vacation. Some of us had our vacation scrapped. Um, hope you are, had a great 4th of July. Um, hope you are safe, obviously, and we'll... I'm sure we're going to touch on that topic at some point here between what happened in suburban Chicago and what happened in uh, Center City last night. Uh, and obviously a lot of other things that are going on. Phillies having a th- their final three home games before the All-Star break uh, starting tonight. Uh, so a lot going on with them. Sixers have signed P.J. Tucker, apparently. They're partying in the Hamptons. It's, you know... All good stuff. And uh, Mr. Kern, are you all packed and ready to go? Or I'm getting there. You are? Yeah. The, um, I do it like in increments. It'll be fine. Are you a heavy packer? Uh, I, I used to, like, I used to always take a couple things. Like, I would take a pair of long pants mm-hmm. to Myrtle. I would take, a uh, like, a jack, a light jacket. And after I was down there and I never wore them, I'd say, you know, why'd I take them? But, you know, when you go to shore, you kind of have to do that because it could get chilly at night, I guess, sure. down the shore or whatever. But um, I try to pack as light as possible because we have a washer-dryer. So, again, I don't need to have, like, you know, 10 golf shirts if five will do. I'm the worst. Uh, I'll admit I'm the worst with that. I, I pack everything. I pack you a can't. I you can't. I can't. My and I got to pack the car because we're picking my daughter up, you know, in Baltimore. So I got to leave the back seat, Empty. you know, for her. So, right. you know, I have to, I had to put my clubs in a smaller bag and it's, but you know what? It is what it is. It's, it's all good. Um, uh, Let's get to the Phillies. Then we'll touch on the Sixers. Then we'll get to the other stuff. Uh, I was looking forward. You, so you and I would have been in Myrtle Beach at the same time. I guess. Like separately. We weren't. We didn't plan a trip, obviously, but I we're, we're, we'll be there Friday to next Friday, and then we're hitting um, Williamsburg for a couple of days on the way home because I have a friend in Williamsburg. I, I was supposed to be Saturday to Saturday, but my trip got canceled because my stepson broke his knee. Yeah, well, um, he's got to do he's got to do better than that. Yeah, he does, and um, you know, twelve weeks off is off no weight bearing, kind of tough. You know, um, we have a guy two doors down from us. About my maybe a little older than me, and he has a dog, and he was walking the dog, and apparently I don't know, dog, whatever he. And long story short, he basically tripped. Right. It's been over a year, and he's still on crutches. He did something to his either his knee or his ankle. I'm not sure which or his foot. It's it's amazing. It's it's. I had a guy down the street from me, a young a young guy, and he did something to his knee or an ACL or something, whatever it was. It took him like a year to, to get back to where he could basically walk. So, you know. Well, my stepson, uh, part of the reason we didn't have a show last week was my stepson two Saturdays ago um, was fe- uh, broke his leg. Uh, basically, the bone under the kneecap uh, had to undergo surgery. Had to, When he got home, he obviously can't put any weight on it. So it's a very, you know, kind of tricky thing. And my wife and I could have gone on vacation, but 
That would have put a lot of load on both of our mothers. Uh, Let me ask you a dumb question. Did yeah. you get your, did you get, did you already have a house rent it? Yes, or I did. Did they give you your money back? Uh, the insurance is paying it. Yes. Oh, you take insurance. I, t- I took the insurance just in case. Yeah, yes. See, I never, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Because, by, like, by the way, it's the best, it's the best 75 bucks I ever spent. Oh, no, no, no. I, I get it. I just never have in my life because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't. But um, we had only booked our place a couple of weeks ago. In fact, what I can't understand is the place was like um, sixteen or seventeen hundred dollars with all the fees and stuff. You know, the cleaning fees, all that kind yeah, of. Yeah, mine. Mine was seventeen fifty. Yeah, it, uh, we were staying in Barefoot. Um, and, I, and it was I was a, six- I was in North Myrtle, but go ahead. Yeah, well, that's North Myrtle. Right. I mean, it's on the border of North Myrtle. But anyway, the um, and then when I went back about a week and a half ago to actually make it, it had dropped to like thirteen hundred, and then. The lady got talking to me and she gave me like a 10 a 10% discount because I don't know why because I whatever and it came out to like 1200. So I don't know how the price went down unless it's cuz you get closer to the time could be. But then we were having an issue with our dog and we thought there might be a chance that we couldn't board the dog which has since been rectified but we couldn't have got our money back because it was within a month of the thing. And then I didn't take insurance so you know whatever. Well, I booked I booked ours in February and yeah. So obviously, like, and I felt bad, but the woman who, the woman actually was great, who was going to rent it from us, and she was like, "Well," and I'm like, you know what? I'll go through the insurance. It's not- is it a house? We had a condo. Okay, but but like in a in a development or in about a in a development on the beach. Do you know what the development's name is? Uh, I'll share it to you off there. Oh, okay. No, I'm just curious. I mean, yeah, because like I said, Barefoot Landing's a big place. It's, yeah, you know, no, whatever. no. It, it was, I think, Sanibel. Are you in Cherry? You're not in Cherry Grove, are you? No, no. It was North Myrtle. Yeah. No, Cherry Grove is the northernmost part of North Myrtle. It's, right. No, no. In, it was a little, a little further south. Yeah. We've stayed in Cherry Grove a couple times, and we love it up there, but I know Barefoot. We haven't been in Barefoot for a while. We used to stay in Barefoot every year. And, um, you know, hey, look, it's Myrtle. It's, you know. It is what it is. It'll do us good, but... Yeah. All right. You know. So, like I said, the Phillies are final three home games. They get the Nationals this week. Then they go to St. Louis for four, have Toronto in there, and I believe they wrap up in Miami. Go on top of my head on that one. Are all their guys going to Toronto? That is unknown, but I thought I saw somewhere where they could have up to four people not go. Now, Harper, you know, some of them may be on the injured list. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Harper, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been interesting? I if think Harper is didn't I, go? well. I I think he's vaccinated. Uh, you know, there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. You but, know, he but made nobody knows. Last year, right. yeah, that's true. But you would have found out, right? And uh, I don't care. That's between him and the Phillies, you know, and Kyrie Irving's between him and the Nets, and whatever is between, you know. I again, I think if you're part of a team, but that's me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Took two or three over the weekend from the Cardinals. Wheeler was great the other night on Sunday night. Um, He's been great. Well, yeah, I didn't been great the two before that. But. Right. You know, where, where do you th- – I mean, they're a game out of the wild card at this point behind St. Louis. Um, they got a 50% chance. That's what the, the BPI or whatever the hell they call it. Is right. Saying. It came out. They have a 50% chance. Dude, who didn't know that? There's seven teams fighting for, for, for five spots. Yeah, they have passed San Francisco. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs. So you have two out west. The Dodgers, the Mets, 
No, you have two out west, two in the central, and three in the east. Right. That's seven teams for five spots. But you got to figure that, all right, of those of those seven of the six spots available, the NL West champion is probably going to be the Dodgers. You got to figure that, you know, the Mets and Braves both have a shot to get in. The, the central champ, obviously, is an automatic. Then it's down to the Padres, Phillies, Cardinals, and Giants. Between Kevin, that. there's right. seven teams for five spots. It's No matter how you break it down, whoever wins the division, if the Brewers win the division, then you're going to be chasing the Cardinals. If the Cardinals win the division, you're going to be chasing the Brewers. Right now, you're chasing both. Right. So it doesn't matter. It's seven teams for five spots. And the computer says they have a 50% chance, or 51, actually, which sounds about right. And that's... And that's you know, even without, and that's even without Harper, probably until September. I mean, I'm, see, I'm going on this. See, I think if you're the Philly, they, hey, look, you can do whatever you want. I think you have to attack it as if he's not coming back. If he comes back, that's great, because you don't know what he's going to be like if he does come back. Yeah, and same so, with Segura too, by the way. Exactly, but you know, Harper's more valuable. I mean, not that Segura's not valuable. I don't mean it that way. But again, it's it's like if if you're the Mets. You know, you can sit there all you want. Hey, DeGrom's coming back, sure, whatever. That's fine. DeGrom can take the mound his first game like like the guy in, in Washington, throw a pitch, and he's out again. So, mm-hmm. it is yeah, – every team's going to have injuries. The, the Braves don't have Albies. I mean, every team is going to have injuries. The, the, the more important injuries for the Phillies might be the two pitchers who, who might not be pitching for a while. I don't know. Well, and, and that's the thing. Eflin, I think, is certainly more of a concern at this point than – Suarez, Suarez with the with a you know with back spasms, I think they're being a little on the precautionary side here. Uh, they didn't want to kind of let it linger to Tuesday. Yeah, when they put him on the IL on on Sunday night, it was pretty clear with what Rob Thompson said after the game that was they didn't want to let it linger over till Tuesday. They were able to retroactive. Uh, Eflin, Eflin is damaged goods. Yeah, Eflin is the bigger. He's concern. been damaged goods for three or four years, and he fights through it. He pitches through it, but at some point, you know, he might come back and pitch well. Who knows? But you, I mean, you can't, you can't count on him. I don't think. But the, fortunately, the Phillies' two top starters are very good. Now, will they be good in September? Because Noah hasn't been good in September in a few years. Well, so, and, and Wheeler was not good last September. Because apparently he pitched too many innings, so we'll see. And their bullpen has been solidified, which leads to the question yeah. I want to bring into this. Um, you know, look, we're under a month now to the trade deadline, and every organization. Look, we've talked about this. The Phillies have numerous holes, um, but you do have to prioritize things. Is starting pitching because of the Eflin and perhaps Suarez, and the fact that Kyle Gibson's one of your starters, does that have to take priority at this point? Well, I mean, from what I've read, there's rumors about everything they need. So, uh, again, could they use a center fielder? For sure. Mm -hmm. What's it going to take to get the center fielder? I haven't the foggiest idea. You probably have a much better idea than me. Uh, There's not a lot out there in center field, but go ahead. Right, but wasn't there one guy, I think, maybe the guy in the Royals? Do I have the right guy? Beninati. Yeah, yeah, there was some guy out there who they thought. But the other problem is you could have seven other teams, and if you count the American League even more, you could have teams try and do the same thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could see See, a relief. Like somebody said Robertson, who I think is with the White Sox now. Yeah. 
And you said you oh, he's with the Cubs. He's with the Cubs. Cubs. I'm sorry, Cubs. I watched him and, yesterday. Yeah. You know, you might be. What I'm saying is okay, but maybe uh, the Giants want Robertson too, or or I, I, you know. And then it comes down to what are you willing to trade from your farm system? Well, the Cubs that's, are. That's all this comes down to. Right. The Cubs are interesting because the Cubs are going to sell off probably Robertson. You would imagine Ian Happ will probably be on the uh, on the market, and he could f- fit what the Phillies need. Yeah, um, but are you going to give up? Like you know the prospects better than I do. Well, they're not ta- they're not touching uh, the two big pitching prospects. Right, that's fine. So when you take them out of the equation, then what are the Phillies dealing? Logan, you know what? Logan, so, Logan, Logan O'Hoppy. Okay, so you're going to go to a team and say this is what we got, and if they say ah we don't want that, okay. Um, and again, are you going to get players who are going to be free agents that you're going to get them for two months? That's and, probably the way you have to approach it. Well, okay. You know, and if that helps you get in the playoffs, hey, that's fine. But get into the playoffs. They have to get to the playoffs this year, I think. Not that it'll be the end of the world if they don't. But, you know, and and they already have the built-in reason because Harper missed, you know, two months or whatever he's going to miss. So, but, yeah, I mean, I think when you go spending $220 million, you know, maybe more at the trade deadline, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I think you'd like to make the playoffs if you're only one game out on July 5th. <laughs> and our buddy Scott Lauber did a good story in the Inquirer's, on the Inquirer's website yesterday about kind of breaking down some of the potential trades. Um, you know, but <coughs> this is why, like, look, and I know I'm going to catch hell for saying this. If you have to go with Adubo Herrera in center field the rest of the year, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's not. Because Oduba will have, and, I, and I'm going to say this, if I had a dollar for every story, and I love Scott Lauber, and he was a good story. I'm mm-hmm. not knocking Scott. Mm-hmm. Every trade, Eagles, every Phillies trade, every Sixers trade that I've read in the last three weeks, and then when you get the Eagles OTAs, it'll be every Jalen Hurts pass. Did it flutter? Was it whatever? But I digress. If Oduba, here's the part with Oduba rare, and Gerard, Dick Girardi puts the best. He's irritating. Yeah, because you know he's going to make he's going to do some bonehead play about once a week or twice a week. He's going to swing it fifty five balls in the dirt, but he'll have a week where he'll hit three fifty. He'll hit two home runs. You know he'll make something happen. Then you sit there and go, okay, like what are we going to get that's going to be better? That lineup they threw out Friday night, and they won the game. That lineup was a give up lineup. It was it was horrible. I mean, you had Didi hitting fifth. You had Verlin at third. You had, um, oh my God! And by the way, that's that that you mentioned Didi. Didi missing the last two games. Yeah. I haven't seen a lineup for tonight yet. Didi missing the last two games because of that knee, and he has no power. And Rob Thompson said in his pregame on, on Sunday that the lack of power is coming because he can't push off the knee. Yeah, right. I, I mean, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna fix itself. So, no, be, so this is some, I mean, they have Stott, but Stott yeah, but now has to play second. Yeah, but Stott hasn't been good. I mean, ever since he had that three run homer, that one to win that game, what's he done? And I'm not not. He's a more reliable done. defender than people. Get but he can't for. hit. He's hitting like 160 or something, or whatever okay. the hell his numbers are. But at some point, you have to hit the ball. But this is so, a, but this is a problem they're going to have. This is why they are who they are. They're, they're they have teams. right now no power coming from second base, shortstop, or third. None. 
Well, and and, and center. And, and center, yeah. And, and catcher. Well, catcher, really, catcher looks like he's starting to warm up a little bit. But let, hey, you know what? Give me a month of that before I start getting all excited. No, I'm not getting I mean, excited. I'm just saying he's starting I know, to. Hit, but, he's but making guy, better he's contact than he did for about a. I know stretch. that, but I mean, guys hit, have a good week, and everybody's because because we're searching for stuff. So, you know, if Castellanos goes a week where he's and I, look, I think those guys are going to hit. I don't think Castellanos. He's having a bad year. Okay, it happens. I think Riomolto is more like he. I think he's starting to head down. Now that doesn't mean he stinks. He's still one of the best ca- defensive catchers. He's still, you know, he's not horrible, but he's not. You're paying him twenty-two million dollars a year, or whatever you're paying him. You know, that's what you get. In a perfect world, I'll bet the Phillies would be willing to trade him and put that kid O'Happy or whatever his name is, or Griff McGarry or whatever, yeah, and take a shot because Riamulto might get you something back. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, that. okay. I thought you meant O'Happy in a trade. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm talking about. If somebody were willing to, but again, I don't know if you want to screw around with this in the middle of a pennant race because he is a professional all-star catcher, but if, you know, you thought you could get something really good for him, if you thought the catcher in the minors could do a reasonable job catching, now maybe he can't, I, you know, you're going to bring him up in the middle of a pennant race, who knows, um, you know, maybe it's something you do in the offseason as you shop. Riobolto around, or then again, maybe they get in the playoffs and they win a series, and everybody goes, "Hey, you know what were we talking about? Life is good." I mean, the thing for them, and look, I think this road trip's huge coming up. Um, Let me in on you know secret, Kevin. Every every single game they play from now on, it's an Eagles season. If they lose twice to the Nats, it'll be catastrophic. If they sweep, uh, you know, pick out a team. If they go to Miami and sweep Miami, hey, every game. It's like a football season now. That's what it is. Because every, you know, when you're one game out of a wild card and there's all these, that's what it is. It's, you know. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, it's your last shot at the Cardinals. So. Okay. So, you know, yeah. Would it be nice to go out there and win three or four? Sure. But if they lose three or four, they ain't, they're not they're not done. You know, if they go out and split, they you know, I mean, it is what like if they had lost some of these games for you know whatever reason, mm-hmm. okay, it would have been bad, but it, the season wasn't over, right? So you know, you can't approach it like that. You, they they got to try to win series, which is what they were doing when they were on that. You know, just win as many series again. If you go to Miami and play three games, win two, and if when they're playing all these donkey teams that they have left. You got to play like six fifty or seven hundred ball mm-hmm. when you're playing the bad teams, and then you know you hold your own when you're playing and, the good teams. And, and I was just going to say, there's enough of these bad teams coming up. Yes, there are between the Nationals this week. I won't say the Marlins are a bad team. Marlins, Marlins are, are okay because the Marlins, Marlins are one five in a row, right? Yeah. Right. But after the break, you come out with the Cubs. Yeah, the Braves in between, and then you have the Pirates. That's right. So That's, it's exactly right. Yeah, but, but again, but a hint, how, many, how many wins? What's their record right now? Forty-two. Tonight is game eighty-one, so it's forty-two and thirty-eight. Okay, so they've won forty-two games. Mm-hmm. So they probably have to get to what 87, 88? 88. Okay, so they got to win 45, 46 more games. It's possible. Uh, sure, it's possible. That's why they got a fifty percent chance. If, the if they're going to get to it, they're going to need Harper back, though. But, but, but yeah, you would think that. But all I'm saying is, could this team win 86 or 87 games as it's presently constituted? 
given the schedule they have, why not? Yeah, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win 93. Mm. I'm just saying that, you know, and you don't know what other teams are going to do. Maybe the Giants go into a funk or, you know. The Giants are in their funk now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, I, I don't think any of these teams are great. I think the Giants are good. I think the Cardinals are good. I think, but are they that much better than the Phillies? I I don't think so. It's the Braves. Funny. The Braves might be. I mean, you know, one of the things that got brought up, uh, actually, it was by um, Reese Hoskins the other night, and, and I wish I got clipped the clip. Um, he mentioned the fact that the Phillies have not basically played the Central. They've played, uh, they play, you know, their whole series against the, the the Brewers, and this is their first time seeing it against the the Cardinals, but you mentioned how the central, you know, look, you a lot of pirates coming up, a lot of reds, you know, you get the Cubs. Both yeah, those teams stink. Those teams stink. So there is an, uh, there is a platform for them to really take off. You're right. If even they can without Harper, yeah, even without Harper. Now, now to do anything at some point, if they make the playoffs, yeah, you'd like to have Harper in your lineup. I mean, he's an MVP, but just to get to the end of September with a chance I, I think they could do it without Harper. Now, they might not, but, you know, you're not asking them to go, to play. I mean, so if you're asking them to win 45 or 46 games, that, that means they probably, uh, they'd have to play, what, 650 ball the rest of the way or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's doable. It's not, you know. Now, that's assuming that you don't lose every time you play the Mets or lose every time you play the Braves or, you know, and, and I don't think they're going to do that either. So... You know, and then again, when you get to September, is Noel going to be the guy of the last two Septembers? I, I, I don't have that answer. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Because if he is, then you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a lot to prove. And um, and, and even to a certain degree, Wheeler, not that Wheeler has a lot to prove, but he didn't pitch well last September either. No. And if either of those two had pitched well, they might have made the playoffs. I don't know if they would have because they had to catch the Braves, and the Braves were probably just a little bit better than they were. But, you know, hey, look, they, they were right there the last two years and did not get it done. I thought that the year before that was worse, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because it lost like five or seven to Miami, right? Yeah. And Miami got in, I think, with a losing record. Right at 500. Were, okay. You know, and that could have very easily been the Phillies. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But, um, hey, look. You know, they're giving you they've given you a reason, Kevin, to follow them for the next two and a half months at least. And that's a good thing. That that's a, you know, it's a good thing. The Eagles will be starting, you know, and then we'll have two things to root for, and then, you know, um, but I think it's just they they've when they went on that streak where they won all those games after Girardi got fired, right. They saved your seat they saved your summer, is what they did. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I mean that you know, we you know, you don't want to be sitting here with Harper out and five games under five hundred and no chance and you know woe is us. No, now we we got a reason and it, and it, and it could be fun. Yeah, it could be fun. All right, so that's the Philly story. We'll touch on that when we're back here in two weeks. A couple of weeks from now, we will have Angelo Cataldi on here. Uh, Angelo, Angelo, in the midst of his final year on the morning show on WIP, uh, I think he's starting to lose his mind. He I'm, just doesn't care. It's, I mean, because I, I listen to them almost every – because I tune it in. I listen to them, and, yeah, you know, I'll listen to the other ones sometimes because I like Bobby. Um, but I, I just think – and Angelo, rightfully so, he doesn't care. All right. 
not that he ever cared before, but he, he just, you know, and aren't they going to be announcing soon? I think. Yeah, his successor is supposed to be named uh, reportedly by the end of the month. Right, and we're thinking it's uh, the camera? I, I'm thinking it's the camera, yeah. Okay. Then then who takes the camera spot? Well, Gilio? I would assume Gilio probably bumps up, yeah. And then who goes to the, the night thing? I don't know. I, you know, I I have my favorites who I would love to see do the night thing. I would love to see our buddy John Johnson move up to that 6 to 10 spot. That spot's not as important until you get to um, after Philly season, of course, though. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, I feel for John sometimes. I, I you know, I'll... I'll Oh, I think John's perfectly happy what he's doing now. I'm just you know. yeah, but that that's got to be tough, Kevin. It, it has to be. Oh, the overnight, yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, you're talking to yourself for three and a half hours, basically, because I've listened a couple times when I was up, and through no fault of his or no, you know, no fault of anybody's, it's just that you know people ain't calling at three in the morning, and I just got to believe it affects your life, because I worked night shifts for a couple of years. I know what it's like to get home at six in the morning, you know, and then try to get your rest, try to do whatever the heck you're doing and then prepare. And then they got him working, you know, cause he fills in for Angelo like once a week, like this Friday, he's at the Borgata with Rob Cherry, I think. Yeah. So that, that's kind of just, you know, I, I, I would think the six to 10 shift would be a little bit more normal, I guess. I don't know, but I've, I haven't talked to John about it. I mean, I think he does, he'll do fine wherever they put him. You know, honestly, and I, I haven't said this publicly, uh, you know, I actually did not all those years with Big Daddy. I loved working that because it's looser form of radio. You can experiment with stuff. You can. You're not necessarily talking the same stuff every night. You have to be creative. But your, and, lo- but your life, Kevin, is is. Oh, your life is screwed. Up. Well, that eventually, I think that takes a toll. I, I, you know, I remember I would come home at, at six in the morning, and then you don't know where to go to sleep, do stuff, um, you know, and then you're, you're waking up at you know, maybe two in the afternoon or whatever. It's just your whole life is different than the rest of the world. It's just, you know, not that you can't do it. I don't mean it that way. I mean, even when you work the the 10 to two shift, it's it's pretty much the same thing. By the way, down to it. Many ago when we were talking, I mentioned about how no, uh, you know, the Gregorius situation, they said they would reevaluate it today uh, after he sat out Saturday and Sunday. Lineup has just come out. He is not in it. No, yeah, well, I mean, look. So, I, I, Matt, it, Matt Veerling playing second base. Yeah. I, I mean, look, you're going to see – you're probably going to see a lot of that. And they're, they're probably never going to be whole – maybe in September they might be, you know, if Segura and Harper are back and mm-hmm. and Didi's okay. And um, But you got to get there, and they're going to be depending on guys like Veerling and Stott and, and like you said, Herrera – um, and that doesn't mean they can't do it. No. It just means that that's probably not the way you scripted it at the yeah. start of and, – and this is like – and I know Hoskins. I, I get a laugh every time people want to trade Hoskins, and I understand. I, I, But, you know, here's a guy who last year before he got hurt was on pace at 40 home runs. Yeah. Now, 40 home runs is a lot of home runs. I don't care if you can't play first base. You know, I, I don't care. 40 home runs is 40 home runs. And he can carry you at times. He can yeah. carry you for a week or a couple of days, whatever. So, okay. But if the third baseman and the first base, you know, or the third baseman would give you what you thought the third baseman was maybe capable of two years ago, 
and the right fielder would give you what you thought you were getting, even with the catcher not quite being, you know, what he was in, you, you'd be okay. I mean, Castellanos could cure a lot of evils. Yeah, he would. If, if he could. And I think he might. I mean, it's just hard to believe that he's going to be what he is the whole season. May, I mean, you know, guys have seasons like that, I guess. But um, I'm sure nobody feels worse about it than him. No. Uh, let me, uh, let me get to some of this other stuff. Uh, before we get to the Sixers, I, there was a story from last week that I marked down on my little notes here that I wanted to touch on with you. And it was obviously the USC UCLA going to the, to the big 10 and leaving the pac 12 behind now, now back to the pac 10, if you will, until they try to expand some more. Um, and the ripple going to expand, they're going to lose more teams. Well, they may try to inherit some. Other leagues. What are you going to take <laughs> Well, you know, it was funny. I was going to bring this up. All right. So I'll name some schools. You tell me where they end up at this point. Okay. It does, Kevin, I, look, I covered this 10, 11, 12 years ago when mm-hmm. this whole seismic change was taking place. And what I said at the time, because it sort of came to an end, you know, and, and I remember thinking to myself, it's not the end. No. It's just a matter of time until the top. 30, 40, 50 schools, whatever, however many schools you want to pluck in there, are going to say, we don't want to be governed by the NCAA anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not giving up all this football money. Basketball money is irrelevant, okay? No matter what we think of March Madness, okay? And that's where a school like Villanova at some point could get hurt in all this because Duke is not a football school. Kansas is not a football school. Right. And eventually what's going to happen is you're going to see that it's going to be the SEC and the Big Ten in some way, shape, or form having like 20 teams or whatever number they arrive at. And who those are going to like, if I was the Big Ten, I'd be looking at Arizona State because Phoenix is like the sixth biggest or fifth biggest TV market in the country. And you have tons of, of Big Ten people who have migrated or retired to Arizona. And and do you also look... All right, so if you're looking at Arizona State, Oregon... And probably Arizona. If you took Arizona State, you'd probably take Arizona. Right. And then Oregon and, and Washington? What do they bring? I mean... I mean Oregon okay. brings Nike, which brings a lot of yeah, money and has not, a lot of different... It has a big following. They're looking at TV. So Seattle, yes. That, that could... But again, and somebody's going to be a loser here. Whether it's Cal and Stanford, um, you know, there was even some guy suggesting the other day, and I don't know who this was. I'm trying to remember whether it was Heather Dinich on ESPN or somebody who said they talked that maybe Notre Dame at some point decides, you know what? Maybe we don't want to pursue this. That's where I was going with this. Maybe we just want to be like Stanford and Cal or whatever. Now, because Notre Dame is obviously the next big whatever to fall, but at this point, I'm not even sure what Notre Dame going to the Big Ten, let's say, would do to the Big Ten. I mean, it would, but they already have what they're looking for. Uh, the SEC already has what it's looking for because it got Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, now, the other schools you look at, like what's going to happen to the ACC? Like, does Clemson go to the SEC? Does SEC want Clemson? Does the SEC want Miami? Or is the Florida State people going to say, whoa, wait a second there. Hold on about this. Uh, much like Texas A&M probably said that about Texas, but they were probably outvoted. I mean, 
it's there are going to be certain schools that are going to get left out of this, and I don't know which ones. I'm not smart enough to come up with that. But some schools, like if you're TCU, let's say, what is your future? Uh, if the Big 12 becomes, you know, half the schools are from the American Conference. Um, I don't even know what it means for a school like Temple because I don't know. But right now they're irrelevant anyway to the point that, what you know, if, if you're Cincinnati and you go 13-0 and and it's a year where, yeah, okay, they made the playoffs. Last year. Temple ain't making the playoffs. So, All right, but know, let, let, let me backtrack. All right, you asked the question about Notre Dame. Okay, and what would Notre Dame bring to the Big Ten? In theory, what Notre Dame would bring to the Big Ten would be probably a larger, uh, another bidder on their TV deal. They already have this deal with Fox, it sounds like, locked up. But they're also looking for an, a, like a secondary deal. And if you get Notre Dame, you're probably bringing in NBC. And NBC wants to do something on uh, apparently on Saturdays in prime time. So that would make their their bit of the pie even larger. So I think yeah, but there's all, where it could TV, be. Yeah, I don't begin to understand all the ramifications of different TV deals. I'm not going to go there, whatever. I know Notre Dame has valued its independence. I understand why. The two things that are going to force Notre Dame to do something and I'm not even talking about other teams looking at Notre Dame. I'm talking about Notre Dame. It's From getting Notre Dame shut Dame. out of the – it would be getting shut if, out of the playoffs. If, if they can make more money joining a conference than they can with their NBC contract or whoever they're with now, right? that will give them a re- – and if they can't – if they think they can't get in a college football playoff, and I don't know what shape the – yeah, at, at some point the Big Ten – I mean, they could turn around and say, the Big Ten's going to have its playoff. The SEC is going to have its playoff, and the two winners are going to play each other. And what are the rest of the conferences going to say? You can't, know, and can argue usually thing. most years. Well, the TV contract I believe is up in four years, right? I believe. Right. And, and and I should point out the Notre Dame deal with NBC ends at around the same time all this would happen around twenty five. Yeah. But again, last year apparently last January or whatever it was when they were talking about expanding to the twelve team playoffs. Right. Everybody was for it. And the ACC and the Pac-12 apparently voted against it. Yep. And, you, and and now they're saying this is payback to the ACC and the Pac-12 yep. for what they did because the, they were, apparently they didn't want a 12-team playoff because they were afraid four SEC teams were going to get in. You know what? Four SEC teams, SEC teams probably should get in. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. If But when, when you are not the heavyweight in the room, but you start talking like you're the heavyweight in the room, that's when you get squashed. And that's, and that's what, what the Big Ten and SEC have done. And and they're sitting up there saying, okay, come and get us now. Because now we got Oklahoma and Texas, and they got USC and UCLA. The Pac-12 is dead. I don't care what. If you cannot be the Pac-12 without, without Los Angeles, you can't. It just doesn't. Even though UCLA hasn't been great in football, I, I and USC hasn't been great in football for a while. I, I get it. And the problem with all this the underlying story, and it will never get addressed, is when you're putting the volleyball team from USC. I was just trying to bring that up. Yep. But they don't care. They've already made this decision. They don't. It's all about money. Well, could whole, Mike, could they do something with those Olympic sports? You know, if you grow your conference so big, if you have mega conferences, you end up division for the non-revs, for lack of a better term, you end up maybe having enough, like if you bring all those, if you bring the Arizonas in, 
in and Oregon and whatever, basically create the Pac-12 and morph it into the Big Ten, that basically causes the same effect, only there's one moneymaker at the end, right? It's just taking two conferences, merging into one. Well, yeah, but you're not merging two conferences because you're picking and choosing. There's no guarantee they're going to take Oregon and or Washington. I, I don't know what they're thinking. There's no guarantee they're going to take Arizona and Arizona State. I just brought that up because there's right. a TV market. Oh, with Phoenix. Phoenix, I get it. You know, I know. And I don't know what they think of Phil Knight or what they think of, of Washington. I, I, I don't know what the Big Ten is thinking. I'm just saying is that at some point, and I mean, that look, they won't have Stanford's volleyball team probably come all the way across country to play one match. What they'll probably do is say, hey, come across the country, play at Piscataway, play at Penn State. Play at College you know, Park. Something right. like that. And, and But still, that's a lot. On, on. But they don't care about those sports. They don't care. Football is, is uh, providing the money to have those sports in the first place. So, you know, if those athletes lose, they lose. I mean, does anybody care that Temple's teams are getting on a plane to go to Houston and and New Orleans and and wherever the hell they're going? Right. No. And that isn't even a league with money. No. You know, but, you you know, if you're sitting out there right now and you're the pack, what's left of the Pac-12, what the hell are you thinking? Well, and you thinking I better get aligned with somebody. And look, you say you don't care about the media end of it. That this is the part that fascinates me. What we basically become is it's become an, in college football, it's become an arm race because you have two big horses now. You, what have, you mean it's become all right? Well, no, it's an arms race for years. Yeah, but it used to be it was dominate. It was CBS and ESPN and Fox and, and NBC and all that. Now, look, the SEC is owned by or has its connection with ESPN. And Fox owns Big Tw- Big Ten Network, and they're growing their reach because it's a direct one-on-one as opposed to CBS is going to lose the SEC in a couple of years. NBC could lose their name in a couple of years. This is all part of the transformation. This is a big part of all this. Yeah, but if ESPN didn't have this SEC, somebody else would. Is it, so, so if Fox had the SEC or CBS had the SEC, or it'd be the same thing. It's just it's no, but it's prote- it's protecting it. inventory. It's basically what they're doing with the expansion. They, they need programming, right? They want programming, and this is what. And plus, this recent thing with the LIV has changed the world. To, uh, not LIV, um, the NIL. The, NIL. I got golf on my mind. Yeah, that is, that's changed a lot. That's of a whole different too. mess. Yes, right, because you now you know you have Texas A and M, you know, sitting there and can attract. You know, perfectly legal. You know, whatever. The whole world is changing. It's be. It's not even amateur athletics anymore, no. really. And that's basically what they're saying. The Big Ten people have predicted this for years, Kevin. That the big schools at some point were going to sit there and say, "Why am I giving money to Temple? Why am I giving money to Utah? To, you know, name, name ten school. Well, Utah actually is top ten team, but so no, no. I but I, but I'm saying. You know, you look at a team like Utah. Utah could be one of the biggest losers out of all this. This was a team that made the play. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, there's going to be losers. I mean, and I think the way it is now, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's since it's still run by the NCAA, I'm guessing that Morgan State gets gets some kind of money out of the college football playoffs. Um, I don't notice for a fact, but I'm guessing the money gets distributed to everybody. I mean, I know it does in basketball. Um. 
I'm not sure, but at some point, the Alabamas of the world are going to say, whoa, wait a minute, or Ohio State. Why are we giving them money? Dumb question. What becomes There's a little, dumb question? Uh, this one will test it. This could be a dumb answer. What becomes of the Rose Bowl? Well, I mean, look, we all said what became of the Rose Bowl when there was playoffs. They figure it out. Life moves on. It's like, you know, Oklahoma and Nebraska haven't played in 20 years. That used to be the greatest game in the world. Yeah. One of the great teams. They don't play. Uh, Miami used to play Florida. They, they don't play. Um, I could go on and on and on. Um, the Rose Bowl, as long as you have, and there's even been years I don't think, I, I, is it still always a, it's, it's always a Big Ten and a Pac-12. Unless it's a playoff unless, year. Unless, playoff game, unless right? it's a playoff year, it's Pac-12. Pac People will go to the parade. They'll, they'll get Iowa out there one year playing, um, you know, whomever. And, and Iowa will bring 35,000 people because they want to go to California in the middle of uh, winter. winter. Right. And, and, and it'll survive. It, they, 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 they always do uh, because, I mean, they, they might not survive the way we always want them to survive. Like, yeah, I mean, I used to like it when there was four games or five games on New Year's. Right. You know, they started at noon, Cotton Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, Orange and Sugar at night. It was awesome. And then there was no more games after that. You were done. But, you know, the, the world changes. Yeah, and, it does. Um, money makes a change. Uh, and, you know, we're seeing that in the NBA now. I mean, you know, you got guys making $40 million a year dictating where they're going to play. Yeah. All right, segue. Um, Sixers appear close to signing P.J. PJ, PJ Tucker. I almost said P.J. Walker, who former Temple quarterback. Uh, He's almost as old as me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they made the trade with Memphis uh, on draft night. James Harden's going to take a reduced number, uh, but a longer term. James uh, Harden ain't taking a reduced anything. Don't believe that. Well, no, for cap, yeah, he's, getting, no. he's, he's going to get his money. It's just going to be spread out. Yeah, he ain't getting two fifty over five years or whatever that godforsaken contract was going to be, where he was going to get sixty five million dollars when he was. 38 years old or whatever. But don't let, let let's not cry for James Harden. Oh, I'm please. not. So I mean so he took so he's taking less next year to get 35 million the two years after that. Wonderful. Um okay. Go. Um are they significantly better? Are they better? I mean, I guess they're better. I mean, they you know, look and there's going to their be bench is, their bench is a little deeper, I would think. It's but, a little deep, but again, they, the only guys they signed are guys that played for Maury in Houston, um, which yeah. is fine. Elijah Wan will probably be coming here soon as, like, you know, the backup center. They still don't really have Calvin, a backup Calvin center. Murphy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they still don't really have a backup center. Okay. The Sixers season next year, and I agree, you got to have the, the guys. Boston just went out and got Brogdon. Mm -hmm. uh, Milwaukee went out and got somebody who was pretty decent. And, okay, that doesn't mean the Sixers can't emerge. I think the Sixers are one of the best four or five teams in the East, as they always seem like they are. Atlanta just went out and got the, the, the all-star from San Antonio. Um, the Sixers season is going to come down very simply to, to several things. Can James Harden be an all-star player, a third-team all-NBA-type player? He's not going to score 30 a game. Can he carry you? Can he be the guy to play games three and four? Against against um, mm -hmm. uh, Miami, if he's the guy that plays games five and six, that ain't that. Then you ain't winning crap bowler. If he's somewhere in between, you might not win crap bowler. 
So that's number one. He's got to be, and, you know, that means is he going to go out in the offseason and get in shape? I have no clue. Is his, is his, is his injuries and his age catching up with him? We'll, we'll find out. Second, can your center be healthy in the playoffs? Because he's never healthy in the playoffs. So whether it's a smashed face, a bad foot, a bad knee, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, and third is, can Maxi make another right. step up? I don't necessarily think he's going to be an all-star next year, but he can maybe get close to that, you know, if he keeps getting better. And then, I don't know, I mean, is Tobias still going to be here? Um, Probably. You know, yeah, but there's that trade rumor now that's out there. Um, oh, what the hell was the trade? Uh, who the hell were they getting? I can't remember, but it would have, but again, I, I, you know, their starting five last year scored the most points in the NBA. Right. So the problem wasn't the starting five, I guess. Um, so yeah, and they'll have a full season to work with Harden to get him assimilated, to get PJ Tucker in there, to get, you know, to do all the things coaches coaching on the lane and without a contract for the year after that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's almost like what we say about the Phillies every year. I mean, I think the Sixers will be one, you know, they'll probably finish third, fourth or fifth in the East next year, go in the playoffs and we'll all be sitting there going. Can they get past the second round? Yeah. And until they do, it really doesn't. If we're sitting here next year at this time talking about the Sixers having not made it past the second round again, I mean, what does that mean? Doc will be gone. Yeah. Um, your, center will be, your center will be one year older. And I think were, I think you would probably start to hear whispers of Joel Embiid wanting to move somewhere. Well, yeah. But he also has an option at the end of next year, so. Oh, okay, okay, and then again, at that point, you're probably going to have to pay Maxi. You know, he'll be going into mm-hmm. his fourth year. He'll be getting close to that point where you got to pay him. Yeah, it's just, it's just. I mean, in a perfect world, if they can make it to the East Finals, not that the East Finals is the goal. The goal is to win a title. That's what the process was. Yeah, we're going to try to win a title here. And I remember when people were talking about titles plural. Mm-hmm. They don't say titles plural anymore. No, right. But if if can they make a long playoff run? Right. And I, again, we're not, you know, give me the 10 months from now and I, I'll let you know. I mean, I, you know, is James Harden going to be a 22, 23 point, 10 assist, eight rebound kind of guy who looks like he cares most of the time? Can he be that guy? That's a you great know, question. Uh, you know, I, and again, I, you know, I've never seen a team. Uh, they could play games three and four like they played mm-hmm. and then play games five, five and six. six the way they played. Yeah, you're right. It, I, I don't I, I don't understand why. And I do like, think, well, I think one thing that they do have working, D'Anthony Melton is, should be better than anything they got it last year out of Danny, I would not disagree with that. Out of Danny Green, probably a little better defensively. Um, Although, don't underestimate what Danny Green did give them at times. He, he was Oh, that. he was good at times, but on right. a night-in, night-out basis okay. is probably Just more consistent. This. When Danny Green got hurt against the Hawks two years you know, two years ago, everybody still points at that, like, well, you know, we didn't have Danny Green. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, you can't at one point tell me that he's this. I agree with you. I, I think they're well, going and, to be And the other part is, is they weren't going to have Danny Green this year because of the that's injury. That's true. No, you're right. No, that's true. Um... I mean, the, the, the best thing to me is that the Nets got blown up or going to get blown well, up. Well, that was going to be the other thing I want to talk with. Uh, that's, that's just tremendous. I I mean, 
look, I don't root against guys. I really don't. I, I don't wish anybody bad anything. Yeah. I don't wish Kyrie. I don't wish Durant. But it's just hilarious to see how that whole thing that they put together, Kyrie left Boston, they were in the finals. Mm-hmm. Durant leaves Golden State, they win the finals. Yeah. Ben leaves the Sixers, and now the whole team around him leaves. It's like I mean, you can't make it up. No. You, you can't. No, it's like a it's like a bad it's a bad comedy. It's a bad movie. It's just you know. Know, somebody asked me the other day. It wasn't you know. It was, I Rob when I was on talking to Rob one night. Would you do, would you take Westbrook or Kyrie? And I said to him, it's not even close. Kyrie's a much better player than Westbrook at this point, but he's a nut. But he's a much better player. Right, you know, is, is he going to show up? You know, is he going? Yeah, you know, there was some somebody I heard Kevin saying, and I don't know if this is true or not true, but they it sure sounded true that Kyrie wanted stuff in his contract where he could like take time off, like to go to the birthday party or whatever he was missing time for. Can you believe that you're making thirty five million dollars a year <laughs> and you're saying, you know what? If you know, my cousin's having a birthday on Saturday, I I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, what is this? this guy, and this guy's talented. He's really good. Yeah. I mean, he, he won LeBron a championship in, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then left there. <laughs> Come on. I, I'll tell you, I guess they're divas. I guess it's like wide receivers in the NFL. I get it. They have an extreme amount of talent. There are very few people that have the talent these guys have. But my God, can't we just get a sense of <laughs> normalcy or something. It's like, <laughs> while, while we were talking, by the way, speaking of normalcy, uh, Bryce oh, Harper, okay. Bryce Harper met the media for the first time. Okay. Uh, had three pins inserted in his fractured left thumb. They will be there for four weeks. Harper won't put a timeline on his recovery other than to say, I'll be back this season. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So, yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm I'm going, just backtracking because you know, that's he's going we to say that unless they definitely tell him you're not. And look, they told Tiger Woods he couldn't play in the 2008 U.S. Open, and Tiger turned around, looked at the doctor. Not only am I going to play, I'm going to win, and he did. So I'm not comparing Bryce Harper to to. I'm just saying is Bryce might have said to the doctor, "I'm coming back." I, I don't, now, can he swing a bat? Can can he can he hit with power? Can he be Bryce? Harper? And let me ask you this, guy, because nobody's. It's funny, but nobody's talking. What about his elbow? I mean, this was yeah. like, you know, it was, was he going to get surgery? Was he not going to get surgery? If he waits till after the season, what does that mean for next year? And I don't have the answers to any of these questions, no. but it would seem to me that if you get the Tommy John type thing that they were talking about and you don't get that till October or November, doesn't that mean you could miss, um, I don't know, a month or two next year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame because, look, he gives you all he has. He earns his money. Um, you know, I, 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 you feel bad for a guy like that because he, he really seems like he's the good soldier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, me personally, if I was the Phillies, and I get, you can't give up on it. I don't mean give up on the season, but I would have almost rather seen him get the surgery and say, okay, especially when they were like eight games under five hundred, mm-hmm. and just said, you know what, we're going to get the surgery. We're going to make sure it's spring training next year. He's ready to go, and we're going to do the best we can this year. Yeah, but you know that's and look that you know maybe he'll get the surgery and still be ready for next year. You know, or maybe they'll win the World Series mm-hmm. and nobody will care about next year. Exactly. 
Yeah. Like the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, and then nobody's going to care about them in 2023. Exactly. Uh, so that's it. We mentioned at the beginning, obviously, it's been a chaotic couple of days. Um, you know, what, what happened and the continuing violence and the gun violence that's been going on. Uh, but you and I have discussed privately today uh, on text um, the comments by Mayor Jim Kenny. You know, we both have been we both have been in this town long enough, and you obviously work for the paper that loves stories like this. But for a, I don't think I've ever heard a mayor say, "Boy, I can't wait to not be mayor." Well, uh, I didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear him say it. I heard I it live. Yes. Okay. So this is what I'll say, because the, the mayor of Chicago or, or the, the town that it happened in out there. I'm sure is going just as the mayor of Avaldi probably was sitting there and the mayor of, of, of El Paso a couple years ago and the mayor of, of Dayton, Ohio, and on and on and on and on and on. I can understand if you look at, I'll give you an example, Obama. Obama took office. Look at Obama when he took office and when he left. Mm-hmm. Look what it, it and ages look at him now. It ages yeah, and now, look at him. He hasn't been in office for six or seven, whatever it's been. He looks better. Yeah. Clinton, same thing. Um, probably if I went back and looked at Bush, I mean, I, maybe even Trump. You know, if you looked at the, the it, you, I'm sure if you look at the governors of Pennsylvania, and especially with this pandemic of the last and all the things that went in that, I understand somebody saying that. I often wonder why people want to want to be the mayor. And I understand they go in, they probably want to do good and change things and help make the world better. I mean, I'm guessing that's what some of them think or, but my God, would you really want to be, and I know why Joe Biden, you know, kind of because he didn't run in 16, his son. Why would you want that job, Kevin? Really? Why would you want to, to that that job, especially now that, you know, there's a war going on. We're still kind of in the pandemic. Uh, gas is five bucks a gallon. Um, you can't win. If you're, if you're Mayor Kenny, you can't win. When was the last time we had a mayor? I mean. Some of our mayors. I mean, was Rendell like kind of loved? Yeah, he uh, was. Okay, how about um um the guy after him? Why can't I think of his John name? Street? No, after John. Michael Nutter. Michael Nutter was Michael Nutter. You know, probably not. I think Kenny though, because he he always looks so sour. And and, and and look, and we can get into the political stuff, and I'm not going. Well, it's been a, it's been a tough couple years, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, we can say but, that, but right? he looked—he looked like that from day one. Yeah, you know, you're yeah, you're you're right. And when you compile I mean, some of the issues, look at some of the issues he's had to deal with. The um, the, the Columbus statue, right? Right. I mean, these are things he probably walks into his office in the morning. And they say, uh, "Mr. Mayor, there, there's a problem." Yeah, but some of them I think he enjoyed dealing with, though. Let's be oh, honest. No, you, you, you may be right. Well, let's be honest. We're we're gonna. Yeah, you know, the Frank Rizzo statue was something I think deep down he wanted to do for a long time, and, and he got he found the political courage to do it after he won a second term. Yeah, you, you know, I, like I, I get both sides of an issue. Oh, I do too. I, like, I'm I, not. You know, I understand why a lot of people, particularly black people, would be. But upset. he didn't. All right, but he didn't raise that issue until after he couldn't run again yeah, for something. I know. Hey, look, a lot of people don't raise issues till after they can't run again. That's. That's one of the great things about having a second term. And if if the former president had won a second term, and he might win a second term, 
But if he had won a second term, he would have had no reason no restraint to back down from anything, no. even though he never backed down from anything anyway. But there was still um, the matter of getting elected again. That's always the, the problem with a first-term president. You know, whether you're Kennedy, Obama, Bush, it doesn't matter. You're trying to get reelected but, uh, for a second uh, term. But, Mike, and look, what's the words I always talk to you about? Perception? Perception's yeah. reality? Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you- I will say this, though. If he was just being honest, like if, if it just c- kind of came out, I understand it. I, I, I might not agree that he should have said it. I'm... I'm I, I understand. When yeah, the city is facing a crisis like this, I know, I Kevin, I know. When the city is facing a crisis like this, you cannot, cannot sound like you're giving up. Yeah, I, I and I part of the reason, I, part of the reason that's that not Joe, the way I interpreted it necessarily, although you could be right, but I just interpreted as maybe a guy who's just like. Like it was like one more thing on his plate, you know what I'm saying? And and he's saying, "Man, I'm not going." It should have been said. I, I I I'm with you. Part of the like part of the reason. Let's be honest. Part of the reason. There's been a lot of talk, and I promise this will be the last time we discuss this stuff. But there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about whether Joe Biden should run in 2024. Well, and, I can tell you right now, he's not going to. Well, he keeps insisting he will, and part he of can the, keep, he can keep insisting anything he wants. Two more years of this, well, and I have to go through another campaign. There's no way. But There's but no way. but Mike, it'll kill him. It'll kill him. But Mike, part of the reason he can't come out and say that right now is he has no chance at any point here, especially before the midterms, oh, of getting right. something done. No, you're absolutely right. But again, he is not running for four years from now or two years from now because he just I don't think his body can take it. I don't think you know if if he had run it. Look. If he had run in 16, if his if his son hadn't died, okay, and he had decided to run, if that was the reason why he didn't run, which was what we were told, he would have won. Trump would not have won. I don't even know if Trump would have decided to run. He would have beat that, Hillary? I think he would have beat Hillary, yes, I do. Because he was the incumbent vice president of a president who was pretty popular with a certain, whatever, maybe he won. But I'm just saying. If he, but to to that four years off and then you look at him now, Kevin. He looks old. Like I look at Trump. Trump doesn't necessarily look old. You know, he he, he looks like Donald Trump. But you look at Biden. He just he looks old. He sounds old. And I think this two years has taken a lot out of him. Two more years is going to take more out of him. And then to go on the campaign trail, fighting what he's going to have to fight which is either more Trump or more DeSantis or more whatever, you know what that's going to be like. I just don't know if he can do it. So, I, he, but he can't say that. Right. I, I'm with you. He can't come out and say, oh, I can't wait till I'm not president anymore. And so this get, getting back this, getting this back to Kenny, Kenny does come out today with a statement saying that he, you know, he's still passionate and everything. But then he ends it with this strange line of, you know, I, look, I have sleepless nights because I worry about everybody, and that's fine. He goes, and I can't wait to have a good night's sleep, which is basically doubling down on what you said yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but but it, look, if Biden were in his second term, let's just say, and all this was happening, and he had made some kind of statement like that, I wouldn't have killed him. I I'm because I could understand, you know, a man seventy eight years old yeah. who lived most of his life and is trying. 
at least in my opinion, trying to do some good things. Might not always, people might not agree with how he's doing or why he's doing or whatever. And that's why you can vote him out of office in 24. You can vote, whatever. Um, but again, the, these offices just take such a toll. It's dog years. It, it, I think it's more than dog years, Kevin. I think it's, it's like, you know, like I said, look at Obama in 08. Yeah. Look at Obama in 16. Now look at him today. He almost looks like he's gained years again. Yeah. And the same thing would have happened to Hillary. I mean, I think it, it, it did with Trump a little bit, but Trump's a different kind of guy. You know, Trump, Right, I just think he's, you know, I'm Donald Trump, right. and I'm not going to let it get to me. Well, um, but well, again, it's just that's the nature of of um, being in that position. You look at the Governor Murphy in Jersey and and, and Wolf; they look like they've been through hell. a ringer. Yeah. I will say this: there was talk that I guess the next Senate seat would be up in two years. Okay. And he's going to run for it. There was talk of Kenny running for that. Yeah, that's a that's a political killer right there. Well, maybe maybe not. I like again, I, and I don't think when you're a senator or a congressperson, I don't think there's the same pressure. No, I I would a agree. Mayor, with a governor, or a, a um, president, because you are in charge now. When you're a congress, a senator, you're you're working for your people. You're whatever. But if something goes wrong. It was the governor's fault. You know, it wasn't my fault. It was the governor's fault. If when you're the governor, you can't turn around and say whose fault it was. It's your, you know, it's your fault. It's going to fall on you. All right. And um, I look. I don't know what Kenny wants to do. I don't know. All these guys, obviously, they like being who they are. They like, they like being that person. Rendell obviously loved it, and he, and I guess he was good at it. I mean, you know, I guess there were some people that didn't like him, but whatever. Um, again, I just, I don't. I can't fathom what waking up every day, being the head of a city like Philadelphia, where there's going to be problems every single day, right? Whether it's the school district, whether it's the policeman, whether it's the fireman, whether it's the, what, what you know, you name it. A water main break, you know, broke down somewhere. Oh, okay. Right. It, it's always, and you magnify that to another level when you're the governor, because you're dealing with different, you know. The eastern part of the state, the western part of the state, the northern part, whatever. And then you're the president. And not only are you dealing with 50 states, you're dealing with Russia. You're yeah. dealing with the Saudis. You're dealing with China. Foreign policy, right. I mean, my God. I I, I just <laughs> can, you know, can can't I, imagine. Yeah, I'll, I'll end it at this. Uh, our, you know our buddy Wags, right? Absolutely. James Wagner. James Wagner. Follow him at Wags SID. Wag just suggested Philadelphia Mayor Sunny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I look. I listen to Sunny a lot of times Sunday morning because I'm out getting, you know, whatever, going to do my walk. You can say a lot of things about Sunny, and I, I know. Look, I, 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 I know. I, it's I know Sunny has done a lot. Yes, he has a lot of good things, and I think Sunny takes himself a little too seriously sometimes. But but he has a right. He's earned the right. And I think when you listen to some of the things Sonny says, and he he makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and I know he comes at it from a little different kind of perspective. He's an old school guy like me. Mm-hmm. Like kind of but you know what? I think Sonny means well. Oh yeah. Now whether Sonny means well to help promote Sonny or whether I, I think it's a little you know, there's somewhere in the middle. I think Sonny is basically a good person that if we listen to more of Sonny. And he was a little bit like Chaney. Chaney was a little bit like that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Um, you had to get through the sunny to get to the meaning of the word sometimes. But sometimes he'll say stuff, and I'll be like, man, yeah, it's sunny. Yeah. Right? You're right. And, look, none of us can make sense of any of this, Kevin. You know, you can't make sense of it. Oh, I, I can't, can't either, no. And it's going to get worse. It, it ain't going to stop. Um, so I don't know. I, I, You know, you hope for the best. You hope that common sense kind of prevails. But there's always going to be nuts. Yeah. And the nuts, you know, they, they, they said this guy in Chicago planned this. Yeah. You know, how do you stop that? And And I have, look, I have relatives who live in um, Lake Zurich, which is not far from there. Um, right, you know. Look, I, 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 I love Chicago. You and I have talked about this. It's a great town. It's an incredible town. And for those of you who do not know where Highland Park is, basically it's at Northwestern. Uh, Evanston, oh. Evanston is a little bit to the southeast, but it's along that coastline there. So is that is that like um like our Ardmore kind of? A little bit, a little okay. bit. Uh, okay. If you go up on ninety four, um which is the route between Chicago and Boston or uh, and Milwaukee, not Boston, Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee. Right. Um, That's all right. It, it's maybe 20 minutes past O'Hare. Um, so it, it is a close Chicago suburbs. It would be like a King of Prussia kind of thing. Um, okay. So, I mean, that's what this was. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, I love the Chicago area to see this. You know, I was texting my relatives yesterday morning um about it because i you know you don't know if they're going to a neighboring town or you know they they may have friends or whatever and everybody was safe thankfully and then last night when they heard what was going on in in center city they were wondering if i had gone down there which i did not um well our situation was a little different than their situation yeah it right? was yeah, okay I'm it just, was because we don't know what happened exactly <laughs> but kevin it, do you remember about i'm guessing it was like 25 30 years ago that woman in the Delaware County Mall, Seacrest, I think her name was. Sylvia Seacrest at uh, Springfield Mall. Okay, and she killed, what, three, four, five people? I think so, yeah. Okay, and at the time, these things weren't as prevalent, right? No. Was, but you sit there, and, like, I was thinking this, as I was hearing this stuff from Chicago or whatever. I like to think of myself, you know, as, you know I'm safe, right? You know, I'm in Northeast Philly, whatever, I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm there. I'm, you know, I could be up at Franklin Mills. Philly mill, or you could be out in King of Prussia or whatever. And hopefully none of it, but who knows? Well, I I, knows those people in Illinois yesterday, when they went to that parade, that was the last thing I'm sure that was on any of their minds or the people in Las Vegas, three or four or five years ago at the music, at the music festival, Eddie Barkowitz and his, his sister and their friends were in Vegas when that happened. Right. They were at the other end of the strip. And they came in and said, go to your rooms. I, um, like, it's funny because, you know, I didn't go downtown last night. And I'm not normally a downtown person on the 4th of July. If right. anything, I'll, I'll go. Uh, the one secret, I think I've said this on the podcast before, is that I usually, if I go down to watch fireworks, I'll go to over to 30th Street. And you go in the park okay. and you go in the Amtrak lot there and you watch them. And, okay. Know, just paying in and out. So I had thought about it, and then Highland Park happened, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a good night to just kind of chill out, you know, and sit at home and, and sit with the dogs, and we can watch it on TV. But do we really do we really want to lead our lives like that? But, and that's the fear. 
And that's the fear I think that everybody has right now. Think of things like, like I'll give you for instance, uh, you go, oh. you do mall walking, right? Well, no, I don't walk in the mall. I walk, I walk in my, my gym or out in the thing, but I mean, right. I'll go to Philly mills. You'll go to Philly mills. I'll go occasionally to a couple of the malls around here. Okay. I got to admit, if it's a big crowd anymore, I, I, I really feel que- a little bit queasy because yeah, of all what's going on. I don't think about that. I do. In fact, if it's a bigger crowd, maybe it's better. Like, if, if you're in there and there's not many people because you're an easier talk. Like, I, I, I'll give you another for instance, Kevin. I'm a boardwalk guy. You know, a couple times a summer, love to go to boardwalk, you know, go to beach, do a day, whatever. Like, do you ever think that that could happen on a boardwalk? I mean, think about that. How hard is it for somebody to get a gun up on the boardwalk? You're not getting in anything. You're not going through any kind of metal. You're not oh. whatever. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I don't want to put it that in those terms, but I would never think about that. If, if I'm going to the boardwalk, I'm not looking around. And even if I was looking around, what's that going to do? Yep. I'm going to spot somebody. Yeah, it, it's. I just think it's the luck of the draw. Yep. I mean, I think if it's, I hate to say it, but as I, I, you know, if you walk into the wrong McDonald's at the wrong time, uh, I mean, th- that girl, the other, did you see that story in the Northeast about a week ago? Yeah. The, the, so the girl is just in a bar up on Welsh Road, a, 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 right a near bar. us here. Yep. Right. Okay. And somebody gets in a fight in the bar, leaves the bar, and decides to shoot through the window like whatever and kills her right how does that happen uh, no that girl who i think was about 16 or 17 or she was yep. had her whole life ahead of her yeah i mean if god forbid if something happens to mike kern tomorrow it would be tragic but mike kern's lived 64 years and you know what i got 64 years and they were pretty good 64 years that girl was 17 or 18 years old how does her family, how do you well, deal with that? I think she was 21. If she well, was okay, in- well, fine. She was 21. Right. And then they're interviewing like her uncle and her uncle's just like looking there with this like look on his face like, huh? Yeah. And, you know, and if, know, to me, if they catch that guy, you know, give, you know, it's, it's just, it's just. Yeah, I know. It's, and we never used to happen as, it's, as much in Northeast Philly. I think we, we always kind of felt insulated. We're not as insulated anymore. No, but I don't you know? think I don't think there's anywhere insulated anymore. But that's well, I think people move to certain areas because they think it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's part of the reason why people move. Hi- to- uh, I uh, there are probably a lot of people. Highland Park's not exactly a a poor area. Oh, I didn't think I, it was. I, 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 I bet you there are a lot of people in Highland Park who thought they were insulated and they they weren't. Well, so. I think this is why some people live in gated communities. But the problem is. At some point, you have to go out of that gated community. community. Yep. You know, but All anyway. Right. All right, Mike, have a great vacation. Uh, yeah, I'll think of you when I'm hitting um, golf balls. Can you get me an Oyster Bay hat? I'm, I'm probably not going to get to Oyster Bay. Okay. Um, But, you know, I might have an Oyster Bay hat down in my collection. Okay. Um, we'll we'll talk about it. How about a barefoot landing hat? That works fine. Yeah, because okay. I think that's where I'm at. Um, okay. Hey, by the way, can I convince you to play in the um, Sports Writers Golf Tournament this year? We'll see. I got to see my schedule. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's a month. I think it's August the eighth. Uh, and I'm really disappointed. I'm going to call him out on this. Our good friend Joe Giuliano, and uh-huh. I said, Joe, 
And he's like, I don't think so. I'm like, Joe, like, come on. You'll get to see, you know, it, it's not about golf. It, you know, it has nothing to do with golf. You're just going to see some guys. I mean, you know, and, eh, whatever. Maybe uh, I'm, all right. Who's, fill, like who's, fill, who's filling in for uh, you on a uh, Saturday morning? Well, Girardi's there. Okay. I'm going to call in. I'm going to you know, call may, in. Maybe one Saturday I'll actually come up and say hi. Why? Because I'm up. We get we get people. It's almost every week. It is hilarious. Usually at the start of the show, but sometimes during the show. Somebody will just wander over like in front of us. And they'll, they'll watch for a little bit. And then they'll just like ask us questions or something. And we're like, we're on the air. We can't. We can't. We'd love to talk to you. And and there's a couple people. They mean well. They're and one guy just he, he's a little bit a little bit like Nutman, um, <laughs> and but he just goes off about everything. It's he just starts in front of a live in front of a live studio audience. No, I think he did this before the show actually started, and we okay. had to tell him the show was starting. But yeah, hey, look, it's a casino. You get you get what you get. Yeah, you know. Yep. All right, and, Michael. Okay, you be good. You be and, good. Um, you covering any Phillies games coming up or what? Well, they're away most of the next week. Uh, but I was I did the other night. I may do one of these next couple games, but if not, I'll probably catch them when they get you back. Didn't, you didn't mush them. I didn't mush them. And you know what's going to start soon? You're going to love this. The um the tweets coming out of Eagles Eagles like that that somebody ran fast or somebody oh man they make my world you know exactly so I will talk to you in two weeks. Okay. All right. Thank you, brother. You got it, babe. Take care. All right. Thank you to all of you for joining us. Have a safe couple weeks. We'll be back in two weeks. This has been one of the